Today on ComTalk, we're talking about some pretty marvelous things. Dun, dun, dun. Glicks, what is going on? We are receiving a signal from a new area on the planet Eagerly. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today. Opening forms in three, two, one. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Calm Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the show from Devoted Geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. This is episode... Dallas is looking... What episode? 169. 169? Okay. For our Spanish listeners out there. <laughs> I don't think any of our Spanish friends listen to our podcast. You know, I don't think they do either. <laughs> One of them might, maybe, because he he drives and he listens to a lot of things. But still. And you don't know. There could be people who speak Spanish who listen to our stuff. Possibly, but they've not commented on anything. If no. you are a Spanish-speaking individual, let us know. <laughs> Ashley speaks Spanish. She does. She does speak Spanish. But when I say Spanish speaking, I mean, mean like native their, tongue. Their first language, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, Ash's Spanish is not in her native tongue. No, but she's better at it than most. Especially Francisco. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, Francisco bashing aside. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> what? what uh, we are officially Team Womp, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is going off the rails. We're just starting. What are we talking about today? <laughs> We're talking about Marvel and other things that happened in life recently. But uh, we're recently we've uh, we just have a new Marvel movie came out. Yeah. And uh, you know the the Marvel train has had its ups and its downs, like you do, like you do. And people have complained about it. People have enjoyed it. Uh, there's been a lot of complaints about it. Um, but this newest one, mm-hmm. kind of controversial. Mm-hmm. It was the Marvels. Yes. Which was Captain Marvel, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Marvel, and then what's, is it Pulsar? Pulsar? She does not have a name. She does not have a name. She is Captain Rambo. Captain Rambo. <laughs> which is uh, kind of funny in and of itself. It is. So, uh, and I say it was controversial. I mean. Anytime you put Captain America, not Captain America captain marvel in there people tend to dislike it because the original movie was not great yeah it was okay if you go back and watch it and you don't take into account some of the stupid things that brie larson said Mm -hmm. it was okay it was fun it i watched somebody break down captain marvel and it was a really great breakdown and it was asking the question why did captain marvel's movie not do what Captain America's first movie did because Captain Marvel was supposed to be the Captain America of this modern MCU era. Yeah. And it simply boiled down to the pacing of the story. There was, they didn't give you enough for you to connect with her and mm. feel for her. Now, minus the fact that to be perfectly honest, she's nowhere near as iconic as Captain America, the character himself, just the character. Right. She's, she's a main character. She's a very popular character. She's got a lot of, uh, fan base around her i enjoy her comics yeah but the uh but the movie itself the guy that broke it down he said like you know just didn't do a good job 
And um, now, Brie can do act. She's done much better jobs than she did in the original Captain America. Yeah. Or Captain Marvel. Marvel. This one, though, was very different. I think she actually did a better acting job. I concur. I concur. Um, but this movie that just came out, we're going to try not to do spoilers, spoils on the front end. We'll let you guys know when we do spoils. But this is a, a team up. Yeah. Um, so you have Captain Marvel. You have Miss Marvel, who uh, she had her own series. Yes. Which you and I controversially enjoyed. Yeah. Nobody else enjoyed <laughs> it because it felt like a um, a freeform show, an ABC family show. It felt like it was for older teens. Yeah. And which, I mean, we dig that type of thing. We're we like, do. yeah, it's fun. Well, and it, again, we, every time you and I talk about Marvel, I, ha- I say this. People were angry that all the Marvel movies were just the same. Mm-hmm. And so Marvel's like, fine, we will do different styles, different genres. And all of a sudden, people are like, it's not like Captain, uh, Captain, I almost said Captain Planet. I Captain Iron Man. It's not like the first generations of the stuff. Nah, 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 nah. Captain Iron Man. Captain Iron Man. That's on Earth 6112. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a mashup uh, world. And, that's, uh, that's when um, uh, Howard Stark became Captain America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yep. Arc yep. Reactor was actually the shield itself. Head cannon accepted. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, like everyone's like freaking out because it's like literally they compared it to the first phases of MCU. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. You you're angry at that. They give you something different, and then you get angry again. Well, and the problem is, is that it's also a different time. Like mm-hmm. the original Iron Man came out in 2007, 2008. Where's my phone? I'll look it up. Um, Here, I can look it up. But you're right. I mean, it. like it's a completely different time frame. Storytelling's different as a whole. And they were right. Like legitimately, they were getting formulaic. They were. Plain and simple. They were. And they were starting to get to the point of where you could guess what was going to happen. So I think that's partially why you and I have been enjoying. 2008. 2008. I knew it because I knew based on where I was in life. Yes. The time frame. (laughs) But like you and I, we enjoy different genres and we also enjoy different comics. Oh, yeah. Like we don't just read the stereotypical comics that are hero comics you enjoy batman which is dark and gritty yeah we both enjoy spawn yeah which is also dark and gritty Mm -hmm. i love strange academy yeah which is very much in the vein of the miss marvel show it's Mm -hmm. meant for kids Mm -hmm. it's fun it's a fun little series yeah but it's still like if you take it for what it's supposed to be you, you enjoy it better. Exactly. Exactly. And so there's that. And then you have Captain Rambo, who um, I, I wish we had more time with her before this movie, but um, she is uh, Maria Rambo's daughter mm-hmm. from, Rambo. from the um, first Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. From what I remember, though, you don't see her until after the blip takes place. And she comes back from the blip, and you're amid the um, Scarlet Witch series that they had. And so, um, 
again, not a lot of time with her on screen where you develop her character and her power base like we had with Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. That being said, interesting character. All three of them have some similarities. Yeah. Not besides the character. Because back, I, I got this information from our resident comic book uh, encyclopedia, Branson Boykin. Miss um, Marvel, not Miss Marvel, Captain Rambo was the Captain Marvel mm-hmm. during the original Secret War. Now, technically in the comics, Miss Marvel powers are not the same they're not light based Mm -hmm. she is stretchy right so she is closer to mr incredible Mm -hmm. mr incredible yeah mr fantastic mr fantastic Fantastic. who's mr incredible uh from the incredibles oh right my bad (laughs) (laughs) mr she's closer to mr fantastic in power ability Mm -hmm. but in this universe her powers are light based Mm -hmm. so just throwing that out there because somebody's going to point it out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But in this universe, they all have light-based powers. Mm-hmm. They've all, at least some point, carry the Marvel name some fashion. Um, and they're thrusted together. Um, I'm trying Again, I'm trying to describe the story without giving away too much stuff. Basically, the Kree and the Scroll getting, getting wild again. The As Kree... Always. All angry because, you know, their planet's dying. And um, the crazy Cree lady is basically robbing resources from everybody by using wormholes. That she's created. Using a bangle that is a pair to Miss Marvels. Yep. And so the Marvels, the Marvel ladies, are out to save the day. Yep. And that's the basic story. Yeah. So... They were all pulled in because of the, and the, this is, you can see this on the uh, preview. They, their powers get entangled and so they keep switching. Right. Um, which we knew before the movie came out was going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. That was in the previews. Well, it was at the end of Miss Marvel. It takes place in this movie where Kamala, at the, at the, the, the end credit scene of the last episode of Miss Marvel, Kamala gets zapped backwards. Oh. Into the closet and Miss and Captain Marvel comes out. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. I forgot that that was at the end of Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. It was indeed. So, um, yeah, that's that's what's taking place here. So let's let's just talk about it. What are what's some good things? Is is this a good movie? Like, why is it not a good movie? Let's talk about the good stuff first. Okay, so the good stuff. It was funny. Oh my gosh, we laughed. So hard. So I, I had to cover my mouth at one point in time because I was afraid I was disturbing the other moviegoers. I'm pretty sure the guy in front of us was disturbed. <laughs> but, but he also was disturbed because he came in when that stupid preview about the the lady choosing the dog oh, yeah, on yeah. The Bachelor was there. I was like, that's fair. Yeah. And he looked at me <laughs> and I was like, it's fair. Like I looked right at him and I was like, that's a fair thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So he already thought we were weird. Right. So, but either way. I mean. <laughs> so it was a, um, say words, Dallas. I can't think. It was serious. I think I laughed more at this than I did the um, Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Which was kind of a comedy of itself. 
The new Ant-Man movie or the mm-hmm. original the Ant-Man movie? Because the original Ant-Man movie was hysterical. It was. And we enjoyed the, the second one. We, we did. We laughed at it a lot. We did. But this one, this movie, we laughed so much throughout the entirety. There were so many scenes that were just like, it felt like, it felt more like a comic book. It did. And it also kind of followed the tone of Miss Marvel's series. Mm. It. I wouldn't say that it was so much uh, like a teen young adult story mm-hmm. like Miss Marvel's show was, mm-hmm. but it followed kind of that tone of keeping things super like when Siri, even when serious things happened, there were lighthearted things, lighthearted things happening as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, like I said, I, the entirety of it, I just smiled and laughed at I Nick Fury is in it. And I have missed this Nick Fury mm-hmm. because in the last, in the, the show secret invasion, he was so serious. Mm-hmm. And that was a very serious show. Yeah. Like, that was a heavy story they were telling. Right. Had the spy, you had the espionage, you had all of that. And so it really didn't fit for him to be so... Sarcastic. Sarcastic. That's a good Mm -hmm. way to do it. And so... And it was more of a delve into his character. Yeah. But it... uh... See, and that that just goes... I'm sorry. I'm just... it. That goes into the conversation we've been having about comic book movies being comic booky. When you have comic books, you mm-hmm. have a character, and in one book, they may be very serious, very straightforward, but in another book, exact same characters, same universe. Mm-hmm. Very, com- very literally comic cool, yeah. laughing type of stuff. Well, and it's not that he wasn't sarcastic. It's just that there was a lot of serious things going on, and there was no one else to bounce the sarcasm off Mm -hmm. of. And so the sarcasm came off as more of a, as sarcasm can do, as a intense, yeah, really? Right. Rather than a a funny thing. Exactly. But it wouldn't have fit the show for them to do it that way. Exactly. Um, That would be like, putting slapstick in the middle of a Jason Bourne movie. Exactly. This movie was a lighthearted comic book. And honestly, it I think it worked for them. It did. It kept things in a level like it was it was a the tone stayed kind of in the middle ground mm-hmm. the entire time. I think that it helped with the acting of certain characters. Mm-hmm. Like for example, uh Captain Marvel. Mhm. She was very wooden, very serious, very, you know, rawr in the first movie, which, yeah. cool, whatever. I mean, and she kind of is in the in the comics. But in this movie, it was a almost like big sister trying to help you out, working with Kamala mm-hmm. the entire time. And you also saw the 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 woodenness actually worked for advantage mm-hmm. because you saw the awkwardness of it's been a while since Captain Marvel's been around a kid. Right. Even even the interaction with Monica. Yeah. You know, who was her niece for all intents and purposes. She had a you know, there was she'd been away for so long. And the the pivotal portion of the of the the film where she talks about how all this is her fault and she never came home like mm-hmm. she promised because she was trying to fix herself. 
or fix the situation. Um, that awkwardness that she had, but also there was that brokenness. There was that mm-hmm. I'm trying to do right. And that's the thing is sometimes they've, they've painted these characters so one-dimensional, so flat. Mm-hmm. But here we get to see a side of Captain Marvel. I actually enjoyed this Captain Marvel. Yeah. The strong, but being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to be broken for a second. And then pairing her with the um, very lighthearted, very funny Kamala, who you and I love just because she reminds us of of students in our our youth group. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, she's like, there's so many scenes of Kamala. I'm like, that's so-and-so. Yeah. That's so-and-so. That's (laughs) so-and-so. It's, I don't know. The actress who plays Kamala does such a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And they also include something that you and I were talking about this on the ride home from the movie that no other character really has in the Marvel film. And that's she has a stable family. Yeah. Like that loves her. Right. And supports her. Mm hmm. And wants her to go do the hero things, but they also want her to make sure she's doing science. Like <laughs> That doesn't sound like science. That doesn't sound like science to me. That aspect of family is what I think I love about Kamal's character the most, though, is because, like we said, I can't think of a single MCU char- main character, hero, that has a functional, loving family. Yeah. Now, they're comical. They're, they, they are kind of the relief of certain things. And um, they are they are very much a they're locked into a culture of type of family, mm-hmm. and um, but it's a loving family. Yeah, they care about her, and um, it's such a breath of fresh air with her character mm-hmm. as a whole. It is. So I just like I love her character. I love the actress that plays it. I love that they're including a culture that doesn't normally get highlighted in Mm -hmm. comics. Not well. Not well. Right. And while I do not agree with the religion of the Muslims, Mm -hmm. it is a culture that is a beautiful culture. Mm -hmm. There are things and aspects and parts of it that are beautiful that are they are having the ability to highlight, which is a good thing. Exactly. Exactly. And... um, I don't know if we ever did an episode about Miss Marvel itself. Um, we but might have. That was one of the things that we liked about that particular series was it highlighted the culture. It talked about some of the issues that took place in that culture, some of the things that they face as a as a people group, which is legitimate. But it was just nice to mm-hmm. see a functional family. That's one of the things I miss about modern cinema. Mm. modern storytelling there's always a broken um lost family somehow in everyone's story whereas kamala has two loving parents she has a brother again there's your comical stuff there's some stuff that you know they they bicker back and forth and oh, you know yeah. why aren't you doing your schoolwork and you know all that kind of stuff but it's a functional family and i i genuinely miss that um the, the i honestly wish that there had been a second there's only one end credit scene i wish there had been a second one of her brother explaining to his wife where he's been <laughs> because at one point in the movie yeah, at yeah. one point 
he he uh ends up out of contact with everyone and he's like trying to video and he's with fury right he's trying to video and he's like my love i don't know when i'll be back uh this is really weird and fury's like no video no signal no video give me that phone and so like i really would love to see his wife be like excuse me you were where what happened why is there a cat oh gosh so many cats so many cats oh my goodness well should we get into spoiled stuff or should we just leave it at that uh i mean there's i'd like to get into spoiler stuff just because of a comment you just made okay let's we're from this point forward everything in the conversation will be spoiled filled um i'll put a a note in the in the show notes when we get at, past this topic because we're gonna talk about some stuff in the back end. Yeah, uh, for you guys to jump to for a timestamp. So Celeste, what is it you just have to talk about that involves cats? Can we talk about all the baby florkins? <laughs> so many florkins. So many florkins, <laughs> and they're so cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I called it. You did. I did. They have. Is it goose or moose? Goose. 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 Okay. For some reason, I thought it was something else in the comics, and I can't. I can't. I'm gonna look up the name now because I'm confused. Okay. The cat. The flurkin. The from the first one, the one who took Nick Fury's eye. Right. (laughs) Apparently, it's a girl. Um. Well, I assume. I don't know the the reproductive habits of flurkins, but. They might be like Godzilla. Goose. Goose. So they, uh, (laughs) at one point, Nick Fury has Kamala's family in his office on. In space. In space. In the space station. And Kamala's mom goes, your cat's looking a little pudgy. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, the cat's pregnant. And she was. <laughs> and she was. And so, like, you have, in the midst of all this chaos, you have these brain-looking things that they're like, it's an egg of some sort. And I'm sure that they were intending it to be, like, really intense. But because I had already guessed that they were going to make the cat pregnant, I was like, it's baby flurkins. <laughs> um... And so, and I was right. And they were everywhere. They were everywhere. But they were also an evacuation method. (laughs) (laughs) Which, honestly, is the most comic book thing they could do. Again, this this whole movie felt like an actual comic book from the... The way that the story shifts from like world to world, Mm -hmm. the, the world that's just musicals. People were complaining about that, about that whole scene. And I was like... It feels like a comic book. This makes sense. Deal with it, people. Get over. I, I want to like figure out because I want to say that there actually is a world where everybody sings, and somebody who doesn't sing went there and was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I could be wrong." Right. But it just like the Flurkins being the baby Flurkins being part of the escape plan is the most comic book thing they Laughing could so have hard. done. Please stop running. Let the flurkins eat you. <laughs> you will be fine. <laughs> that line. 
You will be fine. And then when they're crashing and the thing goes spinning and the cat gets sick and starts vomiting up people. Doing the hairball thing and it's just people. And I'm like, oh no, there's not enough room. <laughs> like, it just... It's, we're laughing because it's funny, but honestly, it fits the more ridiculous side of the comics. Because there's always something. Yeah. There's always something in the comics that you're like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, but, but it's we enjoy fun. It. Yeah. <laughs> it was and good. And so it was, it really hit a good, a good tone for me. Yeah. There was, a, I saw an article, um, you know, one of the things that Disney, Marvel as a whole is people getting flack about it, being woke and stuff like that. There's an article that was put out by a uh, by not the B, which is like the serious news portion of Babylon, Babylon B. B. Yeah, and, all, and basically going, "Hey, this wasn't woke. Like they weren't pushing an agenda. They were just telling a fun story." Yeah, which I appreciated. But yeah, it wasn't political. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was just fun. Yeah, and so I enjoyed it a lot. So, all right. Any other thing else we want to talk about with the movie? No, I think I'm good. I just wanted to talk about the Florkins. All right. Sounds good. So I want to encourage you guys, you know, maybe it's not in the budget to go see a theater to the theater because theaters are expensive. We yeah, get they that. Are. And I'm not saying this is you have to see it in the theaters type of movie, though the end credit scene, let's let's talk about the end credit scene. <laughs> that needs to take place. Ladies and gentlemen, I about jokes. Even that was funny. I almost jumped out of my seat at the end credit scene. Not interested. The mid crit scene, when uh, so at the end, one character wakes up in a hospital, super excited to see an individual they thought was gone, and then it pans as the doctor oh, comes in. There were two. Yeah, and the doctor's like, "Well, they seem to be okay," and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Sounds like a nice radio voice, like a psychiatrist radio voice a doctor's radio voice could it be dr mccoy the blue arm helped <laughs> the blue arm helped the blue arm helped with that Beast. assessment she's in the lab with the x-men and you're like what because she's in another dimension ladies and gentlemen the x-men are officially part of the mcu yes now we had we had charles yes in that one one Weird. scene in Doctor Strange. Well, but that one was was a different universe anyway because we had uh, Mr. Fantastic in right. that one. Exactly. So that's a completely different... But this is now two appearances of X-Men. Yes. And a major character from the MCU is in a dimension with X-Men. X-Men are coming to be part of the bigger project. I wish y'all could see his hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they ha they have had the rights. They need to pull the X Men in. Oh yeah. And so I think that this is their their way of doing it. That and the season finale of Loki. Yes. Is a fantastic way for them to pull in all the properties. Kevin Feige, Kevin Fake, however you say your name, Kevin, give me Blade. <laughs> They're working on it. The problem was the movie they were trying to failed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's a thing taking place. Um, all right. 
let's uh, let's bring things to close a couple of conversations about stuff happening in life videos that we've done recently uh if you are in our youtube if you uh, if you're paying attention yesterday we had a video drop yep called the top eight reasons you should not support us yep i need to watch it still <laughs> i got messages i sent to the guy the thumbnail to a couple of the guys they're like who did this like for a moment for a brief hot moment john thought somebody put on a slam page or video about us we're not that famous <laughs> it was a hot second and then i was like no, no no we're good we're good and he's like is this gonna cause problems i'm like ah man just watch it be fine and then with somebody on the uh on twitch or not twitch on twitter like is this reverse psychology I'm like no no it's not. no just go check it out <laughs> basically uh yes we want you guys to support us but this is my way of going. I have amazing friends. Yeah. And I want you to go check them out. And and the thing is, this video was so hard to make. Because we have so many amazing friends who create amazing content. Yeah, we do. And they do different things. I could have spent an hour. And I was like, I, I'm just going to sum it up with certain groups, certain people. Mm-hmm. And uh, in certain areas. Of stuff that we, because legitimately everything that one who we chose, who I, who I put in this video, we do there do stuff that's very similar to theirs in some fashion. You know, it's you know, Geeks Under Grace. We work with them. We do articles like that. We like they do Retro Rewind podcast. I mean, heck, you know, basically our entire podcasting system is based off of them. <laughs> the, the live streams are based off of, of what Francisco does. I just wait for some Francisco to do stuff so I can do it again. And uh, <laughs> Francisco is very innovative in how he thinks. He is. And he has good ideas. He does. And he also doesn't mind helping you to do those good ideas. Also, just, uh, I don't know if you said this in the video, but Francisco is creating a card game. He is. And you should check it out. Junkyardjuggernauts.com, yeah. I believe is the website. I think so. I signed up for the email thing. Yes. Um, Such a rude email, too. <laughs> That's an inside joke. It's not a rude email. Um, but, like, he is so creative. Oh, yeah. Just leaps and bounds. And so, but we got... Francisco's in the video. Again, we do stuff similar to that. The Cellcast, um, just great guys. They're funny stuff. And again, we we talk about animated shows all the time and stuff like that, just like they do. And we bring spiritual speculations just like they do. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Beneath the Tangles. I mean, we've talked about anime so much lately. We have. And uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I told you this. Uh, mm. uh, Charles actually asked if I wanted to like be on their team at one point in time. Oh, you did tell me that, and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, I don't have time, bro. I love you. Love you, Charles, but no, we yeah. cannot add anything else. Sorry. But, uh, but again, they just do so, so much stuff that's similar. They're in similar veins as we do. And yeah. everyone is there is. And so that's kind of where I went. I was like, okay, who do we emulate? Who do we look like a lot? Like, we have major portions of our stuff that we do. And so we could have done so many more people. We could have done... Monster Island Film Vault, Victims and Villains. We could have done, um, gosh, I don't want to start naming people because I feel bad about not naming certain people. Mm -hmm. But there are so many people that we could have done. So it's honing it down to a succinct list. It was actually supposed to be um, 
the the reason why it's eight was because originally it was going to be six people. Mm-hmm. But then I added the number one reason, which is you just don't agree with us. I was like, that needs to be in there. And I was like, yeah. but then it's seven. I don't want to be seven. It's a good number. It's the number of heaven. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a round number. So I added somebody else in there. I'm not saying who I added into it because then I'd be like, oh, I just got thrown into you it. You didn't think about us on and, the front end. And I'm going to say this. The order that everyone was listed was not the original order that I thought of them either. I, I arranged it differently. So so don't be like, well, I'm lower on the list. I mean, And Mr. Francisco, don't get a big head just because you're, on, you're higher up on the list. Anyways, <laughs> we've been ragging on Francisco so much. I feel so, so bad. So much. I love you, Captain. Anyways, um, but genuinely, like these are people that Celeste and I love and care for. And um, I want to encourage you guys to go check them out because they're doing great stuff. So um, we are continuing to stream on Monday nights. We are. Um, which I think has been good. I think it's been good. We get certain people are able to join in more Mm -hmm. on Mondays than they were Tuesdays. Not Mm -hmm. that that's why we changed it. We changed it because of our lives, Mm -hmm. but it helps add to the conversations. I think it does to have somebody else, a couple other people who are able to be a part. And through the power of restream, we're, we're streaming out to YouTube and Twitch at the same time. I think it's funny that we started doing that and then Twitch was like, hey guys, it's okay. Like Twitch was like, oh, Geek Devotions is doing this. <laughs> yeah. We should. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. We should just say it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening to us, Twitch. We appreciate, appreciate you guys. That. You know, <laughs> we're absolutely high on their priority list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All us and all eight of our viewers <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's the thing that's taking place. Um, we really allegedly have been pumping out content like crazy, just once a month. It feels like more than that lately. It was more than that for October. Oh, so that's and because of that, we did not have December's recorded mm. yet. So that's why it feels like we've been pumping things out because I've been recording more. Understood. Next so. recording, we're doing two at one time. So yeah. it's only going to be once. Gotcha. Um, I feel so bad about the bottom shelf and uh, they got them watched. A lot of that's my fault. There is an extra, there is a bottom shelf hopefully coming out within the next week or two um, that needed to come out. Uh, me and the guys are working through the, trying to figure out what we're going to do. Part of the issue with the Gundam Watch was um, my sister was a pretty integral part of the conversation about Gundam Wing. Mm-hmm. And um, through life situations, um, my sister and my mom, their house flooded. <laughs> so Demaria's not been able to really have the time to do podcasting with yeah. us. Or to re-watch the episodes to be able to, to do that. Because... As much as your mom loves and supports us, Gundam Wing's not her thing. Nope, it's not. So we're having to work through some stuff uh, and figure things out. But um, they're not abandoned shows. It's just we're, we're working through life as a team. And so hopefully we'll be back on track with those things pretty soon. Because we know those are important to a lot of you guys. Yeah. You guys enjoy them, and we appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate the community as a whole. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's the thing. 
Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I was trying to think of a funny joke. And it just, my brain went, nope, can't, can't think of it. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, oh, oh. I lost the game. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. I know you do. Life goes on. Oh, bloody. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring this show to a, uh, a close this evening. Um, Celeste, you can't sing that song. We'll get in trouble for copyright. It's only a few seconds. It doesn't matter. The copyright guys are after you. If Paul McCartney's people are listening to our podcast, I'm not going to complain. No, but the robots are. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. This is getting weird at the end of the show. Oh, this is gentlemen. what happens when we podcast late at night. It is. It is. We are. It is late. It's tired. It's late for us. It's tired. I just said it's tired. <laughs> I need to stop. It's time to go to bed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to rate and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love.